Welcome to Church and Other Drugs. I'm Jay. I'm Jed. I did it first again. I let you do it. That's first very that nice. I'll let That's you very do that nice of you, though. Chauvinism. I'm saying it's like you're a gentleman, maybe sometimes. Thank you. This is yeah. like this is like that fighting over whose name is first on the marquee. Are we just kind of switching back and forth? I think, don't we? I feel like I think it's we just do because sometimes I don't feel like saying it. It's just random. What's the saying? Put on a mask to give yourself a fun look. This is uh, this is what. The, <laughs> This is what, that's what Facebook, that's what Facebook is, is suggesting. Oh, so we're Facebook we, oh, yeah. Live. Church yeah. church and other drugs. What are we calling it? Congregation. congregation. We're, we're live on Facebook. So if you don't like us on Facebook, go check us out. I'm going to try to do this sometimes. Yeah. It's fun, I guess. Yeah. We're not. We're very rarely in the same room. but Yeah, yeah. We're at a, uh, a men's retreat. A um, recovery fellowship men's retreat. By the sea. By the sea. At... Uh, it's a kid. We're in a campground. We're on a campground on an island in South Carolina, off the coast of South Carolina. Um, I don't know if it's technically an island. I think it's an island like by a marsh. It's not like we're oh. like off. You know what I mean? We didn't yeah, take we're not like in a the middle of the ocean. Bridge or no, yeah, that's true. Uh, we're right next to the beach, though. It's sweet. It's in this giant. Um, I saw some Catholic compound. It's not Catholic. It is Catholic. No, it's diocese. Not. Yeah, it's um, Episcopalian. Episcopalian uh, or Anglican? Anglican? Anglo-Saxon? Presbyterian, maybe? No, not Presbyterian. There's no diocese in Presbyterian. I don't know. Well, that was 27 not, seconds. I'm I can't not, get back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm non-denom. I've always been non-denom, so I don't know. I don't know these things. I think it's Catholic, dude. Okay, well, uh, what it's not Catholic. You saw something? I saw turkeys here. Like, oh, yeah, live-ass turkeys. And deer. Yeah. Yeah, deer, like, a dime a dozen, but... Turkeys? Yeah. I've only ever seen turkeys a handful of times before in my life. It was so pretty cool. I'm watching myself, and I definitely realize every small thing I do. Well, I, stop looking at I yourself. I don't like it. I don't like well, it. Well, stop. <laughs> Is this better? Is this better, Facebook? Um, You're a fucking weirdo. I just sat up straight. Y'all can't hear. Uh, so what are we going to do? We're trying to get your sponsor on. Yeah, I think to we're tell... going to go wrangle my sponsor and um, have him come on and tell some stories. Yeah, he drank are... for a long ass time. He was a, a pretty. He was like a straight up drunk. He or... was a straight up party animal. Mm. So, you know, all, yeah. all that comes with that for a lot of, for a long time. Hopefully he's and he's down to like embarrass himself. I think so. I hope so. I mean, he did dress yeah, up. He as did Kim dress Kardashian. up as Kim Kardashian last night. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. It was um, funny. Yeah, when like. What is up with, like, churches do this, and apparently AA does it too. What is up with, like, people's obsession with skits? They uh, love they, they love, love doing skits. it. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. Have you ever done that? Um, no. It's I've, fun. You know me, dude. I've always been like, uh, I don't want to be, like, not the cool guy. Oh, yeah. I, like, yeah. have a thing. I relate. And I'm trying to get over it, but I'm like, I don't like I being not the cool guy. I relate funniness with coolness, so I'll, oh, I'll yeah, always I fucking... But I won't do it if I think it's lame as hell. Like that—that's the that's worst skit, thing for me. They so like skits the, at these men's retreats every year are like so bad they're funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that I mean I know the guys doing it know that too. <laughs> Although my sponsor with like a huge stuffed ass was pretty funny. Funny or arousing? A little of both. Can you blame me? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't blame you, son. Um, so let's go try to find him. Yeah, let's do that.
awesome. Cool. We're here with John. Yeah. Today. Do you want to introduce? I will. So John's my sponsor. I'm um, super stoked that we could get all get together on the podcast. Um, I've been working. How long have we been working together? Off and on for since I've just been sober. Yeah, just about much. your whole. I was there the first night you showed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> John said like eight years ago. Eight years. Yeah, ago. yeah. He looked yeah. like I can always say he looked like the first man on the sun. He's just jumped, he was jumping around so much and everything. Funny as hell. It's funny as hell. I said, "Look at that guy that keeps moving around. Look at him. He's over there. He's over there." He's a twenty-two-year-old kid, and I couldn't sit in my own skin. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But um, so a little bit on you, John. Grew up in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, nice. Right, right, right. Grew up in Savannah, Georgia. Um, uh, poor kid. Uh, meet once a week. That kind of poor. Lived in the projects, uh, um, mother, um, married young, come off the farm, uh, married a guy, uh, he left. I was born in July, he was gone in November, and uh, oh, man. Uh, it never was, knew him. yeah, never knew him, never knew my dad, never saw him, saw a picture of him later on, and uh, then it was a single mom trying to raise a kid, and mm-hmm. uh, um, she uh, got... She started drinking uh, when I was about four or five, and it caught on real fast for her. She mm-hmm. never drugged, but she uh, drank, and uh, uh, that first ten years, she rolled out there pretty hard. Did you and, did uh, you like recognize that at four? Well, you know, you're you're seeing it. You see your uh, her um, the man that she lived with that we lived with together. We had moved from Savannah to Miami, and uh, we were living in Miami. And uh, I remember him, her coming home one night, and him chasing her around the car out front. And I thought, boy, that's cool. Look at it. I thought, damn, I didn't know Dad was so fast. I called him. I called him Dad. Uh, uh, he was a great guy and uh, uh, obviously an athlete when he was younger. So, <laughs> so uh, what, what did your mom do? Like, what move? What did you move to me? Why'd y'all move to Miami? Well, uh, uh, obviously, um, uh, uh, she uh, um, started going with this guy that was a friend of the family, Bill, and uh, uh, he had family in Miami. So he moved to, uh, you know, he moved us all to Miami so he could have some work. And so we lived there, and I, I can remember some great memories of uh, Miami. But uh, Mom worked in a bag factory, so uh, like uh, like, like making bags? no like making burlap sacks uh. is what they did. As I remember, I remember she had a bandage on her hand one time, and I couldn't figure. And I asked, "What's what's wrong with your hand? What happened?" And she had run her hand up under the burlap sack, and a scorpion had had stung what? her oh on gosh. her finger. And I and uh, so she had to get you know a bandage on there and everything. It was crazy. And I would stay with my aunt Nina, and uh, that was Bill's uh, uh, sister-in-law. She didn't work, so I stayed at her house during the day. And she'd make me. Um, uh, um, take a nap, and I hated naps. And uh, so I would go in, and and she would say, "Are you, now go to sleep, close your eyes, all that crap." And I close my eyes. She'd turn out the light, close the door, out the window. I'd go. And so, <laughs> Four. Yeah. So, so, so I'm over. I'm over at this place, beating on this guy wire with a with a stick. I don't know. I like the boing 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 sound. And uh, my mom calls Nina and says, "Nina, where's Jeff?" 
and that was my nickname. And uh, uh, she said, he's in there taking a nap. She said, no, he's not. He's out in front of the plant beating on a guy wire with a thing, with a stick. So it's come, you know, then I found out what, that the hairbrush wasn't only used for brushing your oh, hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a common alcohol. Like I remember I got dropped off at school one time and I just turned around and walked home. Like, and I just sat in, cause I lived down the street and I just yeah. sat in my garage for like two hours and my mom came out and was like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know. I didn't want to go, so I didn't go. I returned. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have returned. I, I have decided, returned. Uh, I, I don't have want returned. to follow your rules, mama. That's right. Yeah. Then when did you move back to Savannah? So, um, uh, six, age six, I remember best, it was right before Christmas, best Christmas I ever had. I can think of no better Christmas there was. I don't know, Bill came in with some money or something. But, I mean, I've got a picture of me with an Indian hat on, one of those monkeys that blows bubbles. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got everything. i got a little pegboard. I'm sitting out in the front. And if you could see behind us, my uncle, Frog Daly, was a, drunk, was a junk man. You know, and there's a mountain of junk. Behind me, but I'm decked out, boy. I'm in all Wait, my his stuff. Name was Frog? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his, they, uh, um, they always the people who dealt with him business wise was uh, uh, they always called him Daily, uh, but uh, to all of his family, Frog. <laughs> and and if you saw him, You'd if understand. you saw him, yeah. He looked like a frog, <laughs> and he sounded like a frog. And I never forget one night when I was older and uh, uh, out chasing skirts. I was at a, uh, um, I was at a drive-in and and uh, uh, drinking with a bunch of sheetrock guys. And uh, I went to the bathroom, and there was a long line to the bathroom at this at this uh, drive-in restaurant. So I went out by the dumpster to take a leak, and I'm out there standing by the dumpster. And all of a sudden, this voice says, what are you doing, boy? And it's Frog in the dumpster. <laughs> that is not where I saw that story. Girl. I said, Uncle Daly, where, where in the world? <laughs> so Uncle Frog, he was the junk man. So that was, uh, that was it. And, of course, his uh, son was um, uh, Peepin' Roy. Uh, and and it was hilarious. He, 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 I'm guessing he was a peeper. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, he was. He, he was, and that's right. And uh, someone was peeping in his neighborhood, and he held the peeper at bay with a bat until the police came and hauled the guy off and let the people know there's a peeper out here. And I said, Roy, I said, this is in your neighborhood that you peep in. He said, exactly. <laughs> Nobody will be peeping in my neighborhood. Oh, so, so, yeah. so, you know, and then uh, uh, alcoholism took off with my mother. Um, mm -hmm. um, uh, she pretty much was a uh, uh, foul-talking uh, uh, street whore, if you will. She, she went to every bar. She loved men who drank, and she was always there. You know, mm -hmm. and um, uh, one day I got hauled in by the cops. Uh, uh, Mom got hauled in by the cops. Both of us separate. We show up no in court, way. in court the same time. We're both in court the same time. And Judge Elmore comes out there and looks across the thing. Of course, knows us by our first name. Said, "Well, I see it's a family affair here today." <laughs> How old were you? And, and I'm uh, 
14, uh, you know, and yeah. uh, uh, we were we were brought in because we were out on the interstate. Interstate was just new out there at 16, and uh, we were passing a cigar from one car to another while going 85 miles an hour, mouth to mouth, mm. trying to do that in a cop. <laughs> it was hilarious. That sounds and, hilarious. And they stopped us out oh. there, and uh, we got a guy... Uh, uh, the cop gets out, makes us all get around the back of the car. We're up on an overpass. And he says, all right, what have you had to drink? And, of course, I say one. And the other guy <laughs> says a half a beer. I had a taste. Yeah. And to get to Harry Hampton, and Harry says 12. Well, we all Harry. look at him. And then, of course, he says, get all the beers out of there. So we got what beers left. He said, all right, pop the tops. And we pop the tops and turn them up. We all turn them up. Well, Harry turned it up no, and started drinking start it. Right there with the well, the cop says, I didn't mean drink it, pour it out. And so Harry threw the can down the hill. So, of course, the cop, you're littering. Go get that. Harry took two steps, and all you could see was his feet in his head. Feet in feet in <laughs> And then he made us go down there and drag Harry back up. Uh, so that's Harry. And, of course, Mom was in there because she was fighting with a gal named Trixie. And, uh, Trixie. At yeah. the Siemens oh, Hall. They, the were, they, were at, <laughs> they were at the Siemens Hall fighting. They tore one another's clothes off, rolled out the front door. They're naked on the corner of Price and Broughton. And uh, the cops pick them up. And they go to jail. The the and Elmore says to mom, says, "All right, Grace, uh, it's going to be uh, 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 three hundred dollars or thirty days. What do you take?" He said, "Well, you know, Judge, I don't have the money, so I'll take the thirty days." So bam, he rams the gavel down. Says, "All right, thirty days. All right, Trixie, same charge, three hundred dollars or thirty days." Trixie says, "I'll take the thirty days." And when he raises his gavel up. She says, leans over and says, I could do that standing on my head. And before the gavel hit the thing, and 60 more days so Trixie can get back on her feet. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. sighs> so that was where that went, of course. But um, um, Mom, uh, on, uh, in, in May of uh, 1966, um, was uh, in the bathroom throwing up, uh, blood all over the floor, everything. And she said to me, she says, I got to stop this. I got to quit this. I said, well, Mom, I, I know what we can do. I know a place to go. I said, there's a bunch of guys that don't drink anymore that uh, meet up over the thrift store over there. And I said, and they meet over there just about every night. I said, I'll walk you there. So that was the night I walked Mom to her first AA meeting and uh, that was in May. It didn't really take until uh, December. Uh, mm -hmm. And she, uh, December the 17th of that year, uh, she had her last drink and, and uh, uh, never drank again until her death. Uh, she was, um, oh, uh, what? she crazy. was 45, <clears throat> she had 45 uh, years sober. Um, uh, and Dang, was a very I was, I was worried memory. the story was going to end in like her horrible death. That's yeah. good to hear. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, Not yeah, at yeah. all. That's crazy. But of course, uh, with me, you know, I'm the guy that, uh, I, I'm the kid that's got to go to the bar and drag the drunks off of her, you know, and pull her out of the bar and get her home and get her home safe. Mm -hmm. I'm the kid that everybody's talking about your, you know, your drunk, hoary mama. So I got to fight with them and beat their heads into the ground for mm -hmm. talking about my mother and all of that kind of stuff. So that's the kind of life you live. And then that night, that very day that I took her to the, um, uh, to the, the meeting, meeting. 
I came home, came over to the park, which is, of course, your meeting place when you live in the, the, um, in the neighborhoods. And, the, and uh, uh, we were supposed to go and fight another um, uh, uh, rival the jet, neighborhood. The Jets versus yeah, the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you would think it was a West Side Story kind of thing. But uh, a guy handed me a bottle of, um, of uh, um, rum. And he said, uh, drink this, it won't hurt as bad. And that became my motto for the rest of my life, for uh, the rest yeah. of my drinking life, because it was yep. so true. I mean, I barreled that down, and man, I did. we went over and fought, we won, and I didn't feel so bad that day. Next day, I felt kind of bad. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, that day, so like the day hurt. your mom got sober, or no, well, yeah. the day her first meeting, that yeah. was your first, like, that uh, was a, I had arrived, drink. or I that had That was it. Moment. And they said, you know, you stopped being the caretaker, it's like you turned her over to somebody else and there your walk begins so for for hmm. 35 years uh, you know I'm going and by the time you know we're at sex drugs and rock and roll we're the 60s now you yeah. know and I'm a 14 year old kid Ooh, and so we're banging we at dead. it oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you guys would have never made it because there was <laughs> so much drugs and everything yeah. and I I can remember um, uh, nine months into mom sobriety they asked mom to be uh, to run a halfway house for recuperating alcoholics at 907 Whitaker in Savannah. So uh, uh, I've gone off and uh, on some kind of uh, uh, the community center over there would take little trips with uh, teenagers. I come back, I go to my house, drag this big suitcase that I got home, get home, go upstairs. They moved. I, nobody's there. I got to drag this thing all the way back to church. I get back to church and they say, oh yeah, that's right. We forgot to tell you. Your mom and everybody has moved over to, they're starting a halfway house. <laughs> I said, well, this is great. And I'm supposed to take you over there. So the preacher took me over there. We go to the halfway house. Two big Victorian houses. 907 was a, was a halfway house and 909 was a boarding house. So side by side, uh, one of them just sold recently uh, for like $1.2 million. Yeah, it's so, like downtown Savannah. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's right next to Forsyth Park. It was great. Oh, wow. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, uh, I'm uh, 16, 15, going on 16. Uh, it was that summer. Uh, I just turned 15, and uh, I'm hooked on heroin. And uh, it's the huh. it's the weekend. It's it it it's the weekend. I'm and were uh, you shooting it? Yeah, uh, shooting it. What and kind shooting, of needles do they have? Shooting, back there? hiding. It. You you know. Well, it looked scary. It looked like things like you'd see in some kind of Old horror movie movies. now. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <clears throat> uh, you know. But uh, and you didn't care. Yeah, Everybody was doing it. You know. Yeah. The older kids were doing it. They introduced you to it. So here we go. You know. And then you started hanging out with some guys that. Looked a lot older, but really we're just about your age. They've just been, you know, using for so long. So I'm hooked. Mom realizes it. She sees me, you know, doing the usuals. And uh, she says, uh, uh, what are you taking? And one thing led to another. She questions my roommate. I've moved from the halfway house to the boarding house. So I'm over there with them. So she questions my roommate, comes to the bottom, finds the fixings, does all of this stuff. So... She calls school. We're just starting school. She calls school, <laughs> tells school that I've got mono. 
you know, no, and that I'm out. Strategy. So, so back yeah. then, you know, you're, you're, you're with you're Mono, you're out for you're six out. weeks or yeah, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. So she says, so I don't know what she's told them and everything, and I'm in there, you know, and we're we're cold turkey with, you know, a little oh, help yeah. from Perel to Hyde. I'll tell you a story about that. What is that? Yeah. Uh, it, I'll tell you about it in a minute, but so... You know, I'm four weeks into it. I'm off. I'm ready to go back and everything. I said, well, what would you tell him at school? I said, she says, I told him that you had mono. Mono, you told school that I had the kissing disease? She said, you're a damn drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> and you're worried about what I told them that you got. This. I said, oh, mom. So Why couldn't you just tell them I murdered someone or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Peraldehyde, of course, was the first thing that they used. That's what they used uh, to during detox to calm the person. You know, you give them a little... Like a benzo uh, kind Yeah, of? yeah. Okay. It, it, and uh, and it get a little something to, to help you along. But you had to be careful. You couldn't overdose them, you know, because you'd spoonful them. And uh, uh, they came in and told mom, you know, mom, you got to realize... Mother was running a halfway house and only had nine months in the program. So, so that's, here that's she is crazy. running a, a halfway house. Did she never relapsed? Like she, no, no, man. no. Running a halfway <clears throat> house in there, and that's the way it was, you know. And uh, because she was always pissed off that women started going to AA, because in her group she was the only woman for a long time. She said, "I hated it." When women showed up, you know, they were moving the, in on the, my men. The attention, you know? <laughs> the attention got diverted. Yeah, and so I'm a, um, uh, so it, the first guy comes and they told her, if he gets a little excited, give him some, give him a spoonful of peraldehyde, you know, and it'll calm him down. Nobody said, don't give him too much. And uh, <laughs> so Desi, the guy that owned the house, you know, came and said, how's so-and-so doing? Their first inmate. And she said, oh, he's good, good. He's just sleeping like a... She said, after I gave him that fourth spoonful of peraldehyde, he said, oh, my God, Grace, you gave him peraldehyde four times, said you're going to kill the first person that's come in here. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, that guy is alive. And uh, one of the few guys that are still living in Savannah uh, sober, Oh so, really? Yeah. So that's he, crazy. he had a little bit. So more is, is your that. mom like known in Savannah? Like, oh yeah. That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, a legacy type thing. Yeah, yeah, but you got you got to see this deal. That she she was in Savannah. She was running the halfway house. But during that time, I was not a big fan of of my then stepfather. Mom, this was mom's what we will consider her third husband. My dad, then the Bill that she lived with that I like. And now she's with Dick, and Dick, he's... Is that he, his real name, or you just calling him a dick? No, no, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, awesome. um, so, Dick, uh, um, uh, you know, acting like that, um, uh, she, you know, had long since fallen out of love with her. Great story, great story with her, is that when she got taken to jail once, Dick was the jailer. He worked uh, oh for God. the police department, was a jailer. And while they were taking her through, they're married, and she was cussing him out. You no good son of a bitch. They're just cussing him out. while they, And he was waving them through. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. But anyway, uh, um, uh, I go back there. You know, every morning I'd go through where all the rummies were, and I'd go back there and sit and get something to eat. Well, this one particular rummy, Charlie, kept, Making me breakfast, and I said, you know, what's Wait, up what's with a this? Oh, a, a, a drunk, like a oh, wine, yeah, oh, a wine, oh, a gotcha, drunk, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so he's feeding me. I can't figure it out. Well, as it turns out, I come home one day from school, and Dick's there, and he says, 
Well, I got some bad news. And I said, what's that, Dick? He says, your mother has run off with Charlie. <laughs> and I, he said, but don't worry, we'll make it. And I said, we? I said, what, do you got a mouse in your pocket? I said, I'm out of here. So it, at 16 years old, I was on my own, and Mom went to New Orleans. And she oh, was nice. there. And yeah, and she lived, yeah, she lived in New Orleans for uh, 20 years. Uh, they lived out in Metairie, and uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and they went to everything you know around there. And uh, uh, Charlie uh, worked on the rigs and uh, yep. on the oil rigs until he um, uh, broke his shoulder, and then he became a uh, professional. New gambler. Orleans, Savannah, and Charleston are like yeah. all the same, yeah. basically. Yeah, Savannah's mm-hmm. the nicest, that's for sure. Cleanest, cleanest. Yeah. yeah, Charleston's getting a lot better. Too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But Savannah's pretty pristine. Yeah, New that's Orleans true. is a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always yeah. loved it in New Orleans because they'd at least ask you to step outside while they hosed off the floor yeah. in yeah. the bar before, so you could go back in. Exactly. I love nice that. But you were there. Is. But yeah. you're there all night. Oh, you know, yeah. you, you've oh, been yeah. there all day. So, but uh, yeah, when I was at the uh, at the um, uh, halfway house uh, and moved over to the uh, uh, to the Borden house, we shared a bathroom. And um, one of the inmates, Charlie McClure, uh, uh, lived in the boarding house. And so you share a bathroom, you know, and his door was open to his side of the bathroom. I came in, I was taking a leak, looked over my shoulder. Hey, Charlie, how's it going? No answer. Charlie, what's going on? No answer. Charlie, you okay? No answer. So I finish up and I walk back through his door and go over there and realize Charlie's dead. No and, way. Uh, Charlie's dead, and he's laying there with a bottle of vodka, about two thirds empty, propped up in his arm. Don't tell me. Propped up in his arm. Yep. <laughs> so I take the bottle of vodka. Oh you know, I've child. got the bottle of vodka, and I'm going. I'm headed over to tell mom Charlie's dead. And so when I go out in the hall. I decided, well, there's no sense in taking this full bottle of vodka over there because yeah. mom's just going to throw it away. And so I downed the rest of the vodka, you know, and I, I remember walking over, mom, bad news. I just found Charlie dead over there in his bed and this empty bottle was laying, <laughs> was, was in the crease of his arm. And oh my God, she said, uh, let me call. I'll call the cops and call the coroner. And, uh, 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 you know, and I remember going back because you walk between the two buildings and I remember walking between the buildings and saying to myself, I'll never, ever be like that and die like that. Mm. I was about to say, I didn't just, shake you at all. I, I, I just got finished drinking a dead man's <laughs> vodka, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I'm never going to be like that. That'd be a good you know? brand name I, I, yeah, for yeah, a start Exactly. Your own. Dead, dead man's, man's vodka. vodka. There you yeah. go. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. the truth. So, you know. Through uh, through the military, through uh, uh, working with the railroad, uh, becoming a uh, 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 contractor. Is that and, Vietnam time? Uh, yeah, yeah, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was doing there. Yep. And uh, by it's crazy. Um, I ended up in um, uh, in jail uh, it, at uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. I'm real surprised. Yeah. No, and, you're and, not. Uh, well, what happened? While this you were is, in the military. Yeah. What happened was is that we it was our first six weeks that we got off of there, and um, uh, they told us uh, 
Um, look here, uh, uh, you know, you can go there, you can drink beer and everything, but you can't go off base. So we went over there, and it was like a big YMCA-type setup where they had a track that ran around the top. They had a big boxing ring down in the middle with a stripper down there that, you know, you'd have to squint to see if it was a girl. <laughs> and so you would, you would, you would, you know, you're drinking this, this, you know, uh, 0.30 beer and you're standing up looking at, look, trying to, and they've got a shake and bake sergeant there that's telling you, shut up, sit down, shut up, sit down, you know? And so finally, you know, after five or six of those big cups of beer, I said, ah, hell with this let's get out of here and so we all stand up to go well right when we turn around and start to go this guy says shut up and sit down and i don't know what it was something clicked you know maybe it was too much beer i don't know (laughs) i turned around and kicked him in his butt well all i saw was the bottom of his feet (laughs) as he went over the rail (laughs) my eyes got about as big as saucers I looked down there, he hit the thing, I said, he's dead, and I started running. Well, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, I don't know anything but my barracks, so I run back to my barracks. By the time I get there, these guys are beating me with sticks. Soon oh, as I come damn. in, they're yeah. on me, beat me with sticks. I just, I Did thought, I thought killed the guy. Yeah. As it turns out, he broke both his wrists and both his, uh, oh, his, his uh, ankles. Well, you know, now they're going to, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> and so uh, you can imagine what went on after that. So uh, uh, got out of there, went to artillery school, and then uh, we got our chance to... to Man, uh, the Army has uh, yeah, changed. Yeah. That, that, that would not be out. Oh, yeah, you'd be out. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, now you would, but back then they didn't care. You know, they, yeah. they needed bodies. They needed bodies, yeah. And, yeah. and I was one of them. So yeah. did as you, it worked out, I, I um, uh, uh, did trained... Did you heroin over there? Trained, no, uh, I didn't have enough time for the, all of that because mm. our job was just to go over there and place a, a howitzer uh, battery, and that's all we did. Oh, and right. okay. I, I trained the... Uh, uh, the um, uh, South Vietnamese how to do how to use the self-propelled a uh, one five five self-propelled. We went over there, set up a battery, and gotcha. left out. left them to die. I found out that they were dead six six uh, sixty days. I told them when we leave here and we drive off, every one of you get everything you can grab and go home. Don't stay here; you're going to die. And of course, uh, they they had their own allegiance to that, and they died. Uh, so that was it. So, um, uh, you know, went through my life, uh, uh, wife, you know, married a, married a, a, a wonderful girl and, uh, uh, absolutely destroyed that relationship. Another girl restored that relationship in between those two, you know, uh, had an offer to, uh, uh, sell drugs, if you can imagine. So I, I took them up on it. And uh, so, like, I, it was a formal a, illegally or like for a pharmacist. Or no, something. no, it this was I didn't have any degree or anything, so I was <laughs> I was selling. So I was running to Florida. Gotcha. I was, I was yeah. running to Florida picking up cocaine and Hello. bringing it back, and and then uh, had uh, um, uh, of course I, I um, um, uh, at the same time I had this uh, old friend of mine, old girlfriend of mine come to me and offer me a proposition of uh, housewives being prostitutes. So uh, uh, 
for money. I think I've seen and, a movie like that. And Wait, so, what? And <laughs> so I, I ran a little string of that. And like you so, were a pimp? Well, you know, I felt That's like, a strong word. That is strong. Man. <laughs> just, just when I think I've done some shit. Like, thank you for just yeah, schooling yeah. this youngster. Like, <laughs> so, so we ran that. I ran that for a year, my year of living dangerously and doing that. And, um, and backed out of that, moved to Charleston with the, uh, with the business, uh, with the construction business, stopped selling, stopped uh, pimping, if that's what you'd like to call it. I just thought I was doing a friend a favor. And, uh, um, uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, continued on my merry way, uh, spent a lot of time in jail. I'm up on the, uh, I'm up on the roof at the market, uh, putting up Christmas lights on the roof. And, uh, this is a market so, downtown Charleston. Downtown, the slave market. And so I'm down there putting up Christmas lights. Some friends of mine, hey, John, what you doing? I didn't know you were an electrician. You're down here. And, and then they started looking around and realizing that we were all in the same clothes and that we were all in the same convict's clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, yeah. Sorry, John. Sorry, man. So there was, is nothing more humbling than doing work release yeah. in your town. Well, oh. I was, yeah. I mean, I... I I lost three jobs in jail while I was in jail. I was three jobs to, to drinking. Incredible. I lost the trustees job. I lost that road job, and I and, I, and work release. I lost all three of them to drinking. Drinking hooch? Yeah. No. I I mean I would because I'm out on the street. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I would get people to where we ate. I would get them to put um, peppermint schnapps behind the uh, thing, and I wrote a. Uh, uh, an article while I was in jail called the uh, uh, Bars and Stars. Uh, uh, Bars and Stripes was the name of my uh, little paper. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. yeah. And so with that, they didn't show up one time, and I blessed them out in my, uh, uh, cussed them out in my um, uh, little paper for not showing up. So <laughs> this particular day, I went in there to get see if anybody had dropped off a little uh, um, uh, peppermint stops and there were like five bottles of it there. So, you know, of course, couldn't let that go to waste. So we drank all that, went back to jail, and, and they did. So, uh, you know, there's story and story and story after that, but the fact <clears throat> of the matter was is that uh, uh, I had burned everything down, and by the time I was, you know, 49 years old and everything, I made a decision that I was going to go to Alcoholics Anonymous um, uh at my, I had worked with a, uh, uh, a uh, counselor, and she said, don't worry about it. You just tell me when you, when you want to go. You know, no pressure. You just let me know the date. And I came in one day, three weeks ahead of when I went, and I told her, I said, look here. I'm going to go to uh, AA, to that men's meeting you were talking about. I'm going on, uh, um, on a Tuesday, and she said, okay, let me pull the calendar down. This was in 2001, and she said, okay, Tuesday, September the 11th. So I no said, that's way. right. I said, that's right. I said, I'm going there. So so unbeknownst to me, of course, I go, I go across town uh, 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 to do some work. I've left the TV on. I come back to the house. I glance at the television. You know, I've been burning it down now for three weeks. I'm, yeah. I'm so tore down. I've been drugging and drinking because if I'm going in there oh, yeah. and I'm leaving, I'm not going to. Going out so, on top. So I come through and I, the, I got an office in my house. I glance over and I say, you know, what did I do? Leave the sci-fi channel on. And I, and I realize, wait a minute, this sounds real. I came out here just as they hit the second tower. 
Two weeks ahead of that, a friend of mine had said to me, if you stop drinking, this world's coming to an end. Soon as they hit the, <laughs> soon as they hit the second tower, wow. the phone started ringing. I picked it up. It was that guy. I told you. I told you, goddammit, they're going to, that, that <laughs> world's coming to an end. What I couldn't a, help myself. I had to go to AA. I'd made mm-hmm. the announcement to all my friends. I told everybody it, yeah, I was you going. Gotta, you got to screw yourself. And I couldn't, yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah. do it. I had to, I had to go. I went. And I parked as far away from the door as I could. I made four <laughs> trips there. I call it my battle between me and the AA angels. Yeah. Because I made it to the door, back Turn there. Around. Back to the door, back there. Back to the... Finally, the fourth time, I was too damn tired to go back to my shop. <laughs> I went in and, uh, you know, and I've been in the program now for... Uh, over 15 years. You got uh, how long do you have? I've got uh, 15 years as of. Is your sobriety date September 11th? September oh. 11th. Yeah. 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 No, I oh, never. That, crazy? I, that is crazy. I, I, I'm a one chip wonder. I picked that up and never went back. But I mean, I was so tore down and so yeah. beat up that there wasn't nothing I could do. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the, the day after, I wasn't coming back. After that Tuesday, it was a perfect day for me to go in. Because all we talked about was the fear. And I had never heard grown men talk about the fear. And not fear of terrorism, the fear within. And I never heard that. You know, it's the first time I ever heard people do that. First time I'd ever been hugged. A guy hugged me in there. A grown man hugged me. And I thought to myself, he reached around and grabbed my butt. I'm going to knock this guy out. (laughs) And then, um, but the next day, I'm not going back. And this guy we call Crazy Marshall. Crazy Marshall had gotten my number, and he was relentless. He was not going to let me uh, out of it. And I went uh, he made me go to this meeting. I went to it. It was a speaker meeting, but the guy only talked for like 20 minutes. And they said, all right, we're going to open it up for discussion. And the guy said, how about you? And pointed to me. Somewhere in there, I said, it's not that bad out there. Mm. Well, this is the guy that I call the AA angel. I never saw him before, and I've never seen him since. Guy I, met me I've out. I've heard on, of a lot of stories like that. Guy met me yeah. out on the stoop, and he says to me, he says, he says, can I, can I stop you for a minute? And I said, yeah, what's up? He said, uh, 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 let me get this straight. He said, you probably, your triglycerides are probably over 600 somewhere. You can hear your heart beating in your ear. You're bleeding out of every hole that you can bleed out of. He said, your, your wife or your girlfriend has left you or is leaving you. Your business or your job is on the rocks. He said, you're about to lose the place you live, whether it's your home or what. He said, but it's okay out there? You're right. Yeah. Yeah, and I said, right. what are you, some kind of fucking doctor or something? Yeah. He said, no. He said, I'm an alcoholic just like you. And uh, the guy hit me. I mean, he got me. Yeah. He, I realized he was right. So I went home, detoxed myself, which was not a good thing. No. Uh, and uh, the following Tuesday, I was back in the rooms and uh, never stopped, never, Choo. never quit. Yep, that's a hell time. of a story, isn't that the hell? Yeah, that's an awesome. Story. And that's like skimming the surface. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah. That's, that's what. Yeah. That, yeah. That's part of the reason of doing this is like there's no more group of more just interesting people i'm telling oh you my gosh. Like, we've done some shit yeah well yeah i mean and it's, and it's and it's and it's just such a testament to god really oh the grace of god is just like 
It's the only if way de- you get there. If degenerates yeah. like us can lead happy, healthy, productive lives, yeah, it shouldn't be. It, right? should, it shouldn't happen. So, like for instance, and I, I'm going to brag on John just for a second, I because he'll go, never say it himself. Go ahead. But if anybody in our community, if the pastor at the church that I used to go to, or the church that the meeting is where we are, if he hears about anybody struggling with alcoholism, he says, "Call, call John. Call oh, this guy." Awesome. Right, so like yeah. this guy's a pillar of our community, and just to think, like the the things that we've gone through, the things that we've done, for God to take us and then use us in the capacity that He does today, yeah, is truly it's like, it's like a straight out of the Bible story. Oh yeah, like, like I, have, I have chills yeah. thinking yeah. about it. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. It is. So you know, it's um. Well, when you get to that place, when you get to that place in your life to where you realize that God is not your servant. That you are God's huh. servant, and you're the servant of others Ooh, and man, God. That's, that's where that's where suddenly the rubber meets the road. That's when yeah. you realize, wait a minute, I've had this thing wrong the whole time I've been living, and here I am, 49 daggum years old, and I need to reverse this thing and reverse my life. I'm telling you, my life changed completely. The person that I was then, that evil, I did some unspeakably evil things to people and I had some evil things done to me. But, but, I can look back now, I'm not that guy. I don't even resemble that guy. And that's only by the grace of God. That's the only way this happens. The only way. Yeah. That's a good place to... I think we need to wrap it up. Yeah. I do, just a little quick teaser... John is um, Orthodox mm, yeah. Christian. Yeah. Oh, really? So I want yeah. to talk about that at some that. point awesome. in time. So yeah, we'll have yeah. you back on to talk that's about so your cool. journey into Orthodox Christianity. Absolutely, yeah. That's why, you like, why you like that? So we'll, we'll, we'll call that part one. Thanks for thanks for coming by. Yeah, awesome. thank you guys. That was pretty good. I'll give it to you. That was a good. What? That was a good interview. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because awesome. we're we're absolutely. I thought you were gonna live. give me something. No, we're. I thought li- you were gonna like give me something. <laughs> no, dude. Why would I get you anything? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I'm at a loss. But yeah, he's dope. Um, he's, Obby. <sighs> Obby. He's the <laughs> he's the perfect example of the unique and cool people. You, like you meet in meetings like that you would just have no oh, yeah. idea have these crazy crazy freaking lives he's and that's like just the tip of the iceberg oh yeah Seriously, really of all the stories that i've heard he didn't even tell like my favorite of his stories so we'll have to get him back on yeah i, I would say i want to hear it but i'm not gonna i, exactly. I wouldn't be able to tell it the same way either uh, yeah, that's the thing exactly. is like he's an incredible storyteller Dude, the more um, the more I listen to us, the more upset I am that you sound smarter than me. But you're not. Well, you're not. You're just gonna have to live with it. Dude, I don't know what to say. Because it's like this thing where I know my personality and I know how fucking cool I am, but then I listen to myself <laughs> and I'm like, Dude. that John guy is so much cooler. That's what you think to yourself. Oh yeah, you, you got this California enunciation, and I just hate the sound of my voice. Maybe maybe that's everyone though. I don't like I don't like the sound of my voice either. Oh. I'm like, oh, you sound way too much Cal, like way too California. Like I'm not with it. But, That's true. Um, 
I super digress, but that retreat was was pretty damn good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, super, like, <clears throat> and I don't want to get like real mushy or anything because we already kind of did that with the recovery talk with John, but um, it was like real, like really cool, special, like to have you come to the men's retreat. You know what I mean? Like we've been we've been super close, like on and off best friends since the eighth grade. Yeah, that's true. I didn't quite swallow the. Um, it's crazy. The, uh, it's, yeah, the gravity of like what really is. It's I kind of took it for granted that it's like wow, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Whoa. Like we had the wherewithal. I mean, you're sober. You're alive. You're sober. I'm alive. I'm sober. Like those two things in and of themselves, like on separate occasion, like on in separate. Um, little bubbles are miracles, right? Yeah. And then we're, we're sober to get, we're sober together, and like have the wherewithal to go to an uh, a men's retreat. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's like crazy. That's so anyway, <clears throat> super. It was like really really cool. And that men's retreat like means a lot a lot a lot to me. So to have you there is is awesome. They started it the year. It's like always around my anniversary. The first year was when I picked up a year. I've been there a bunch. I flew back from California to go pick up my five-year token there. So like that men's retreat means a whole lot to me. And to have you there was really like just super cool. Have we have we explained in depth like where like our history? I can't remember if we like deleted those episodes or not, but why that is important. Like our history together? Yeah, yeah. I guess kind of. I don't. I think I kind of just did, but yeah. <laughs> like one sentence. Uh, yeah, that's true. No, and I'm kind of going through this with um my other friend that I keep asking if you know. Um, we'll call him B for now, but he's in treatment, oh, yeah, and he yeah he, he finally got in treatment, and he called me. Um, and he's doing good, but he's like he's so much like me, and he'll get real into something when he's into it and so he's on that pink cloud now and he he was like yeah. t- he was like dude have you ever heard of recovery dynamics this is like what the big book's about he's like let me tell you about it and i was like oh okay man that's awesome yeah <laughs> I'm like, yes dude. do you know how you you're like getting a taste of what it feels like what it's felt like to be me for the last oh i know six. man well and that's that's why it hurts me because in my head i'm like dude like you have a lifetime of work ahead of you. It's not 30 days and you're good. And I, and like, yeah. I was yeah. maybe not toward the end, but I was always big on like getting my, getting everyone's hopes up that like, Oh, I'm going to be sober. I'm going to be sober forever. I'm never going to not be sober. And then just, yeah. So that's why oh, I was yeah. like, man, it around, man. And that, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to rip him out exactly, of his exactly. either. Like, I don't want to shit on that for anybody. No. So and yeah, I just sat like, there I was going to, yeah, I was on a pink cloud too for the first like year, and then shit got yeah. really real. <laughs> yeah, it was re- yeah year two, year shit two. Shit got real, real. Um, it's all good stuff, man. So yeah, again, like thank you for flying to South Carolina to come to and like hang out with 120 dudes and oh. eat like decent food. But I, I did. I told I was telling Kaylee, my wife, that um. Like halfway through the weekend, I got this weird depression, and I was like, "Where is this coming from?" Then I was like, "Oh, it's because I totally felt like I was back in rehab. It had a total rehab feel uh, to it. Like, like yeah, meet, meeting a bunch of dudes and kind of giving you a short groups. story, going to going to group, yeah. going to eat. Oh, yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that's it. I felt like I'm in rehab." So I was like, <laughs> I kind of had to like snap check myself out of it. And be like, "No, no, no. This is you're free to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you may leave. You may you can leave keep if your you want shoelaces. to. Yeah, yeah." 
You, you can the the coffee has real caffeine in it. Oh, you went dude. to a rehab with coffee with no caffeine in it. L- listen to this, dude. We called it the Great Coffee Bust of 2006. It was at the oh. right the right step in Baton Rouge. So caffeinated this this place. This was back in the day. They were trying. Um, the dude that owns its wife was a nutritionist, so she got everyone on no sugar. I guess it was kind of keto. Now that I think about it, it was like no sugar, no white flour. Um, That's close. Yeah, Ish. and no caffeine. Other yeah, yeah, just just like bullshit, basically. Not the crap. You wanna, <laughs> not not what you not what you want to eat when you're sobering up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Give me fucking so, Snickers bars and no, double check, cheeseburger. Check it though. So they found. They found a bag of coffee one day, contraband, and so they decided to search the whole building. Dude, they found almost 15 pounds of coffee up in the ceiling. <laughs> people, people had been stealing it from the AA meetings and fucking That's and and incredible. squirreling it away in the ceiling, and they just had this well, giant pallet. Couldn't even make it though. Like, how would you even make? Oh no, that no, we had a coffee machine because we were allowed to make decaf. Oh, so you just did the old yeah. switcheroo. We'd also, yeah, because we, we weren't allowed to, like, when I was in the extended program, we weren't allowed to have sugared cereal, so we'd buy we'd buy uh, non-sugar cereal and then take the bag out and put the sugared cereal in there and stuff like that. Smart. Yeah. Also smart. not honest, but No, smart. dude, but, like, come on, man. You're asking me to get sober and not have you know any what? sugar? <laughs> yeah, in my, in my treatment... Um, we were allowed to. We definitely had sugar because there was like juice and stuff in the refrigerator, but we didn't have caffeine. Although I was, I was like able to smoke. I smoked like a carton a week oh, in yeah. there. Yeah. My so, mom would bring me a carton of Marlboro Reds to the treatment. One time she did like just come back from Hawaii and went to this hemp store or whatever, and so she brought me a carton of smokes and like a John Grisham novel in this bag with a big weed like <sighs> weed sticker on the front of it. I was oh. like, Are you fucking kidding me? Oh <sighs> dude. Oh that's also yeah, funny things you get in rehab. I was at that Christian, the super, super strict Christian treatment center, and when you get mail, this sweet, sweet, like eighty eight year old Christian lady <laughs> opens your opens your mail and goes through the packages and uh is her name Dar- is her name Darlene. I something like, like that. Or Dar- like Sharla or something or <laughs> Ethel. May Maybelline. <laughs> um, awesome. No, so I got a package it was a care package from uh Cromer and Finley and Bobby and them, right? And I was like Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean this was back in uh you know, we were all in high school still. It was the first one, so it was novelty was at there- the time. I'm not gonna ruin it, but was uh, it? Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. Ruin it. Yeah, so I, I was like, okay, gushers, candy, a letter, and then she turns away, and I remove a bag of gushers and nothing but hardcore porn. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like dirty penthouse, and I was like, <gasps> so I freaking slammed everything back down in there. She turned around, she's like, well, was that everything? I'm like, yep, we're good, we're good. Please God, uh, don't look. <laughs> And, uh, I thought you were going to say weed, for no, sure. No, no. But uh, I was, like, trying to do right, so I, I threw it in the dumpster, and I told my roommate. I was like, yeah, my friend sent me this penthouse, and I threw it in the dumpster. And he was like, oh, okay. He went and got it. Oh, sure. my God. Yes, he did, dude. Dude, was like a, <laughs> a dude, dude went in the freezing cold, snowy North Carolina mountain rehab dumpster and got the Ugh. penthouses out. Yeah, dude. He I found out later he was kind of a sex addict type thing. Uh... It's kind of weird. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Yeah. The ministry anyhow. was good though. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was super dope to see. It I was. mean, it's I got all good I got everyone uh, on board to come next year. I talked it up, so. Oh, dope. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'll let you uh, yeah. let the Lafayette crew know as soon as registration opens, and um, we'll get you there. We should, we'll have a whole group thing. We'll have a whole group podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Round table. We'll call it the round table. Oh, that'd be sweet. That'd be fun, that'd right? Be let's so do that. sweet. We'll have to do that. Um. All right, let's rock and roll. All right, dude. Well, do we have decided what we're calling people yet? The congregation? No. Nobody has said anything to us. Nobody has said anything. So we will call you the we'll the, call it, the druggies, the junkies. No, because there's a lot of people that don't do dope that listen to our podcast. So, um, I think congregation's good until somebody tells us that it like freaks them out. So we'll just go with that. Okay. All right, congregation, email us and shit. Yep. Later. Peace.